We are recording right now so that... Topic. 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 This shit's all got to go in. Topic. All right, guys. Welcome to the Tom Castro Shooting Academy Next Level Podcast. Let's get it rolling. Welcome to the Tom Castro Shooting Academy Podcast. You have now entered the next level. Jesus Christ, how long is this intro? <laughs> All right, guys, so this one's going to be probably the worst podcast that I'll ever put into my life. You're going to have so, to change it to the bottom level podcast. Yeah, the bottom level podcast has begun. So let me go ahead and introduce everybody while I'm here. So I got my really good friends with me. I have a couple of guys that I shoot with every single week. Uh, I mean, two times a week, I think. So we're always talking. Typically. We're in a group together. So we... We created a, we started running a match together. So let me go and introduce everybody. Actually, I'll just go over here. This is A class. Wait, wait. Are you A class trash yet or B class trash? I don't know. I got to do the numbers. (laughs) Which means. (laughs) (laughs) So introduce yourself. Here we go. Uh, My name is Matt Kobe. Been shooting USPSA for about three years now, and I continue to be terrible, but I enjoy the hell out of it. So here I am. All right, go ahead, John. Hey, I'm uh, John Newhoff, uh, shooting carry optics these days. Uh, I've been shooting off and on for almost three years. Um, been shooting with Tom most of the time. Sam started, Matt, but, yep, that's me. Sam? I'm uh, Sam Caldwell. I like uh, no shoots, at least two per stage. Uh, sloppy grips and long walks on the beach. All at the same time. <laughs> it, it depends on if Matt built the stage. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're coming together today. So we can, we want to talk about a couple of things that, um, for whatever reason, I don't know if you can see it, but hold up our list of how productive we were at trying to figure out topics. It's empty. I think it's there's what? only one, one thing on there. What is the topic that we have? <clears throat> Matt, ha- Matt has to say hi-o has every say five what? minutes. Hi-o! <laughs> Throughout the entire podcast. But that's that's all he's allowed to <laughs> that's say. That's all he's allowed to say. <laughs> and maybe drink a few beers. <laughs> next next podcast, he will just be a sound button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am recording this, so I do have this as a sound bite. For maybe every time Matt cusses, I'll just put that over the top of it. <laughs> 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 As he sits there professionally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So I know the first thing we wanted to talk about, and this is kind of why we uh, came together today, is we shot a match this weekend, and I wanted to kind of get into uh, not so much the match, but we actually run the match. So we started a third Sunday here in Florida. We have basically there's a match throughout the entire state. There's a first Sunday, second Sunday, third Sunday, and fourth Sunday. So we took a third Sunday because that's what we had open at our uh, at our local range that we uh, work at, and we do a bunch of stuff for, and that's where we train, which is Guncraft in Ruskin, Florida. So we started a club together so we could start running matches, and I felt like it was something that a lot of people, especially local shooters or just shooters in general, don't realize what you have to go through to build a match. So I figured I'd give everybody an insight on how good and bad it is to run a match. So... Why did we start this? I'm trying to think like... Because we're stupid. Well, so... <laughs> because we're stupid. There's no other explanation for it. We wanted... We didn't want to drive two hours to go shoot a third Sunday. There was... The, in, in Florida, it's divided up into sections. In Central Florida, there was no third Sunday. Uh, and we were driving, what, two hours to go shoot a match? Yeah. And it was... Uh, 
it was okay. Mediocre match, but we, we thought we could do a little bit better. So we uh, started shooting or, or running a match. So I know, I know why I started or, or started helping out was... Uh, I, you got I, nowhere else to go. Well, yeah. <laughs> so I switched, over, I switched over from another range and started shooting at uh, Guncraft. And Matt asked me if I would help build stages on Wednesdays. So we start, he started, because Matt was running a uh, local match on Wednesday afternoons or evenings after work. He'd come and build stages and, you know, do the old standard, hope to God somebody shows up and starts helping out kind of thing. And it got to the point where I was coming for the local matches anyway, training for nationals and getting ready for the big matches. So I, he asked me if I would help build. I said, yeah, man, let's, let's do it. Let's start building it. And I mean, I didn't want anything to do with running the match. I didn't care about, I, I still really don't care about running a match. I, I don't even know if anybody knows I run a match with Matt and John. Um, I just don't care to be the boss. So I'm a boss in my other jobs. <laughs> so I really don't care. But in this situation, I saw an opportunity to start getting better stages. And that's really why I started volunteering because I was just tired of running stages that I was like, I didn't learn anything on that stage. I, I, I mean... My type of stages on getting better is I'm working on entry, exits, moving and shooting. I don't, we don't do a lot of crazy stuff where we got like falling. We don't bring cars onto the stage for our local matches or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. We just, we have, we try to make really good stages, level two stages on a level one match, basically, is what we try to do. So, what did you do? I mean, Matt, what was the big thing for you? Like, I mean, because you kind of, you kind of jumped in right away on that yeah, Wednesday night it, match. It, it just kind of morphed in from, we started a Wednesday night kind of local thing just because there was really nothing else to do for us. Um, you know, it, it started out as kind of a fun thing. It was very rough around the edges, and I just kind of got, I guess, essentially bit by the bug of kind of MD a little bit and wanting to build better stages. And, you know, we got a lot of good feedback from it, and it, it just kind of morphed from there where, that you know, we were starting to get really good turnout. We just progressed, and um, we wanted to. I, I think that just the next logical step was to, you know, form a USPSA club and be able to run an official match from that point forward and have the rules set and everything else. So when when you started on the level two, when you started with the Wednesday night match, the Wednesday night match was actually started out as an outlaw match, right? It was, and it, we just used to do some crazy, obscene shit and. You know, it was just started out in good fun, and then it kind of, you know, the more, I guess it was maybe on my end, the more that we went down the road, I decided that I wanted to get away from the craziness and take it a little bit more seriously, and, you know, it led in all this. So I will, the the biggest I, thing for I the level, my I, right <laughs> I, I would say the biggest thing that I noticed since I started helping was, well, actually, it's not since I started helping, but even beforehand, and I, I don't really pay attention to a lot of the BS rumors that people come up with and all the crap people like to start in this sport. But for me, I noticed that when I first started helping, that people would come up to me and go, oh, you guys aren't running an outlaw match anymore? And, and it was almost like there was a stink on our matches because yeah. we everybody thought we were still an outlaw match. And I, I'll tell you, I've shot a lot of your, you know, quote, unquote, outlaw matches and you guys always followed uspsa rules well, that's what i was going to say is yeah. we, we always had reasonably decent stages uh there was a little bit of wonkiness occasionally <laughs> but for the most part we've been putting up good stages i would think the biggest thing that i noticed on the what they would consider an outlaw match was we were 
is you would let people, and this had a lot to do with the range, was that we would allow people to shoot non-USPSA, I don't want to say, well, I guess I would say legal guns because... Yeah. calibers. Yeah, like, 22s. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, you would have, but I mean, not, people weren't just coming out there with suppressors or anything, but, right. it, you know, we had some, at when it first started, you know, people were allowed to come out with ARs and not shoot steel and... So that was kind of where it got a little crazy when people were allowed to shoot ARs and you didn't allow them to shoot the steel and just shoot at it, like right, shoot above right. it. Well, that yep. was, you know, obviously yeah. if you're shooting at it, doesn't mean you're going to hit it. Hell, I, we do that now and we're shooting at <laughs> yeah. it, right? So with nine millimeters. So it's, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, and again, when you run a match, if you ever take the attitude of, I don't care, it's just an outlaw match. You've already lost the, the, competitive competitive nature of the sport i guess it's kind of i mean at that point you might as well just go out with buddies and just shoot at stuff and not even score and that's that is kind of how it started before before i got involved it was there wasn't a whole lot of people going and it was really just a a core group of friends then as people started going i think uh that's that's kind of when we realized it had to be legit you know if, if we're getting you know 40 45 people here on a wednesday night no. We can't keep doing outlaw. Um, yeah. and, and like you said, per the, per the rules, it wasn't really outlaw. It's really just the guns and the calibers that we're letting in. Right. Um, but once you put that outlaw name on there, then people, people treat it differently than a. Well, the thing that kind of when we started doing this is we had people being that it's essentially run by a gun range because Guncraft is first and foremost a public range with memberships and a gun shop. So that would naturally draw in the newer people that, you know, they buy this gun, they're not aware of the rule set. We would allow them in, you know, shooting their 22s, shooting whatever gear they had as a way of drawing them into the sport and then progressing from there. So it was kind of a natural transition. So that, that's another thing that gets lost, I think, at a lot of these matches that, you know, with the stigmatism towards an outlaw match, it's looked at as in there's no rules. But that's that's not the case. The, the cases in this situation especially was it's all legitimate. We all wanted to be a legal match, but we wanted to allow new shooters. And actually, there's quite a few people that we have right now that because they started with 22, mm-hmm. went out and spent hundreds of dollars on gear and are now part of the USPSA community because we didn't run them off immediately and say, hey, Correct. you can't shoot. But again, then you're not – then you. It's kind of tough because it's one of those things where like, all right, yeah, cool, man. It's a level one. Just shoot the 22. But then you're like, well, do we score them? Do we not score them? You know, you still have to follow the safety rules no matter what. But you get that. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a tough road because the outlaw match brought shooters in. But I think so would USPSA, right? Like regular USPSA. But then if the gear isn't proper, if you have those RO Nazis that are like, oh, their holster isn't in the perfect spot, they go into open. Well, that's not fun for anybody, right? I mean... But I guess guess realistically, though, if you're a new person and this is the first match you shot, you could shoot in open and you're still going to finish in the same spot. And you don't care about winning. Last is last, you know? Yeah. Typically. Yeah. I think that is, I think that's definitely one of the, uh, the big benefits of, you know, how the club started was Mm -hmm. that we started off, you know, we always think about the range first. Matt had mentioned it earlier, like Guncraft has been more than fair and loving to us. We, we get to come there and we actually like this weekend's a great example. We built the match on Saturday under, under the guides that we might have a tropical storm hit us on Sunday 
but we're able to go to the range on Saturday. We have keys. We have all the stuff that we have all the access that we need to set up really. I mean, we probably spent two to three hours building stages yesterday, yeah. right? Yeah, we're, I think it was three. It was we're, we're that three, level three of stupid. We build stages the night before. <clears throat> but see, I don't see it as stupid because to me, I'm willing to take those three hours the night <gasps> before so that when I come in on Sunday, yeah. I do, all I have to do yeah. is put bullets in my gun and shoot. But I'm not building stages well, the, the day I shoot. Mo- most people, you know, when you have the potential for the weather we do in South Florida, something like that happens. It's an automatic match cancellation. Well, you know, the four or five of us total were such lunatics that we want to shoot all the time <laughs> yeah. that we're willing to go out there and build during a, trop- a potential tropical and not storm. A, not even that, but just, we, you know, we take time out of our day on Saturday to go up there yeah, and Yeah, like build, we invest so you know, much time. And in me personally, I'd rather give up three hours on a Saturday night than wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go build mm-hmm. a stage. But, it, it, like, the group of shooters we got are just amazing, right? They're all They're all... We're all really good friends, you know. Some it's just like a family almost, you know. You got that crazy uncle that pisses you off, and Matthew. that's just how it is. Well, and that, that's Kobe. the bigger part of doing this is just the camaraderie and just right. General, no, absolutely, the general bullshit of hanging yeah. out with your buddies, shooting exactly. Because if I didn't like you guys, I wouldn't yeah, go up like, there dude, on Saturday night and, and yeah, build. We're investing so many hours of our lives doing this right. nonsense and setting this up for for, for, for a, the sixty seconds of shooting at a local. Yeah, yeah. well, some of us <laughs> some got, of us, some of us yeah. got a little bit more than. Six uh, a minute seven or two minutes and seven seconds. Thank you. You shot. Hold on. 127. 127. I had today. Let me wow. see. Let's see. Let's all see where we oh, were at today. Here comes the grand bag. I was over. I was over a minute. I was 79 seconds. So I feel terrible today. It, so. it was match stage <laughs> yeah. where you had to run 40 just miles. Under two, two minutes. <laughs> I got my money's worth though. You know? Yeah. See, that's yeah. the thing is I feel like I get ten dollars a I minute. All this time building and pacing. <laughs> and I, I we should change our name to the. We should change our name to the dot one nine hundred hotline. Ten dollars a minute. But I I think that is because we all get along and we all want to dedicate time to put on a good match. I think that's why the stages end up being so good. Even Matt Kobe's stages are pretty decent. Well, even though John's pissy the whole time during the whole match and yelling at everybody and hurting. I was hangry today. I got some food. I'm good now. (laughs) And and what's crazy about it is like none of us have been shooting USBSA for. 10 plus years. No, yeah. But the, pro- the the great thing is that we are well traveled in USPSA between the four of us. Well, like, yeah. And, and that, I think it's, it's and we, you know, we're, and we get not, to, we're not seasonal. We shoot year round. <clears throat> no, no, well, not that. Like, that. We get though, to travel like, around. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I've yeah, shot at yeah, probably yeah. 10, 10 plus clubs. Yeah. You know, in the in the realistically, I've been shooting eighteen months in the last three years. Right. Uh, 10, 10 clubs, but maybe more. Is but that's good. what I'm getting at is yeah. like. We all get to pull stage designs, things that we've mm-hmm. seen previously, and and not just have a, or a, yeah, this yeah, this stage whole five ma- is stage five. This every whole week. this whole match is geared for open shooters, right? Or, yes. And there's we have sixty percent PCC shooters or whatever. Yeah. That's what we're gonna build to. Yeah. So so you, I mean, our range is very. Um, it's not a huge range. We have some giant bays. But we also have some, we have a variation of bays. So we have some actually like bay one that Matt ruins every single month, oh, weekend. Um, 25 yards deep, yeah, 50 yards yeah, wide. 20, yeah, 50 <coughs> yards. It's huge, right? So it's we a big like, bay. So Matt always comes up with 75% really walls. But he, and he eats up the whole bay. So like you're going to work when you get to that stage. Bay two is usually the one I get because Matt's selfish. Um, and it's usually really skinny. 
So the problem with bay two that I, sh I build on is it's super skinny. So what happens is you get stuck with this kind of left, right, left, right, left, right. So we try to, we, I try like this weekend, I changed it up and made it so there wasn't a bunch of left and right stuff. And it was a completely different stage. Stage three and four, we join those together because we only have five bays. Well, that's another one. It's, it's 20 yards deep yeah. and 50 yards wide. Yeah. So, and that's actually the, that's the worst bay or it's the most difficult bay because you technically are putting stu two stages on it, but that's also the public line. So one thing we didn't talk about is on Wednesdays, mm our range has limitations on how late we can shoot because the range has been there 40, 40 years, 40 yeah, years, 40, 40 plus 42 years. years yeah. Okay. 42 years. And everybody's built houses around it. So it's like holding on, trying to stay alive and not let anybody shut you down. Cause that's just the way people are. So the, the owners of the range have made sure that they think about the neighbors and have made sure that we stop at by eight o'clock every night so we've been having to start our matches by 5.30. Well, now, because we're running these matches together and we have a good system and we are, we're, we're getting, we're really organized, we have it to where now we can start a little bit later so people can start making it more and getting to the range and now we'll be able to, but it's a hard eight o'clock. You got to finish by eight o'clock. So that's the, that's one of the, one of the things that we're going through running a match. Like you, you, the end of the day, and this is one of the things I wanted to bring up in this yeah. podcast was the range is all that matters. Right. It doesn't matter. We, we have a, as, as USPSA shooters, feel special. We just, we, I mean, everybody walks around with what a gun. What do you gunner. mean we're not special? You no, know, we are not special. Well, in certain ways. I was told have, that if I was a D-class shooter, I'm better than 75% of the public. And, that, and that's true. And that's very true. That's special. But, but you're still not that's special, special, right? Like at the end of the day, if the range isn't available to you, you don't have a club anymore. Yeah. So when, when you're running a match and you turn around and you see a bunch of trash on the ground and you mm. see all these things, you see people not putting things away, oh, yeah. you know, all this stuff. Well, that it falls on the match directors to go clean up because we are obviously the reason we're having a match, <laughs> right? Yeah. If we don't volunteer to build stages and, and, and okay, so I want to, I'll call him out right now. We have a gentleman that comes and helps us every single weekend, Jim Killeran. And I don't know if he'll hear this, Love Jimmy. but he, he is one of the hardest working guys in this sport i think i i think every single match he yes. goes to he builds a stage yep. never bitches nope. never complains nope. and he's such a great guy but he loves ports so i'm going to call him out right now yeah. to stop you yeah. no i'm just kidding he, but we it's a, one Jim, of our ongoing jokes he likes to use ports yeah but again it's because he was in the navy yeah. and that's all he knew <laughs> just looking through a hole it's called a port the, it's called the, a port i know but opening the window to look yeah. out you know yeah the sun's shining today uh, was he a submariner or what <laughs> so so but guys like that are what keep the sport uh, going because at the end of the day, 99% of your people that shoot aren't going to build stages, don't have any interest in, and that's okay. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that at least just picking up the trash, putting everything away where it belongs before the end of the match is is part of keeping the range happy. Well, it do, it especially doesn't even at, have, yeah. at the range we use because yes. they they they're really keen on keeping their gun range aesthetically pleasing oh, yeah. right there's Grass. no trash yeah. there's no you know old tires there's it, it's a very nice looking range well, and they want to keep I mean, it that way there's yeah so 
on the back end, I actually intern at the gun range. You what? I and I'm I'm the intern. Oh, you're, you're, oh, okay. I'm the Hio intern. <laughs> I just censored myself for you guys. Uh, so on Mondays they have like private phone, sh- private shooters and like uh, you know some really high end USPSA shooters that come there and train out of there and they they teach no, and not, everything. You're not gonna drop his name. We're not gonna drop JJ's not, name. Yeah, no. JJ. Who's JJ? Just some dude. Some JJ some dude. Rakaza. R- like R- Rakaza. His name. Is, his name is actually Simon. Oh, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> Simon uh, comes to the range but, and shoots I mean, there. <laughs> but not only that, we have we have about six or seven three letter agencies that are have headquarters, you know, or satellite offices in Tampa that come to our range exclusively. Like UPS? Yes. ABC? <laughs> yeah. In case Sam didn't mention it, he interns there? Yes. And he, yeah, yeah, and he, but and he no, loads. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, so, though. Like, and he loads any, J.J. Rakaz's magazines <laughs> as an intern. <laughs> <laughs> that was just between us, Tom. I thought we were friends. I'm very jealous because we're friends and you don't even load my magazines. <laughs> But no, it, it's more than it's more than just like it's it's a we got to stay professional at the range all the time. So well, like Tom professional said, professional appearance. USPSA, I mean, we're not special, right? right? Like no, no, we're no, just no. one user Correct. of the range. Yeah, and, but know. I mean, even down to the members that shoot there, it, in in our range introduction brief, we're like, hey, you're part of the family. So part of the family means cleaning up after yourself. Not saying that ROs are lazy, but we do have. The, you know, this certain type of members and we just don't want accidents to happen. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's important that uh, everybody realizes that at the end of the day, the range is number one. So that's like the biggest point. One of the reasons I did this too, is because I want to thank Guncraft for even giving us the opportunity to have the match because they have actually financially taken care of everything for us. Nope. I mean, well, we came in and we were like, look, this is what we want to do. What can we do? And we sat down and had to make a budget and figure out all those different things. And then this is something that I don't think a lot of people realize that starting a club isn't that difficult, but no. you have to have volunteers that are willing to take positions, right? So Matt Kobe has, t- has Fu- taken over prez. as the range master. Future prez. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm running for or, president, sorry. USPSA. <laughs> are you, annou- are you announcing that right yes, now? Yes, I am announcing. Oh my, my God, it's official. 20, oh, okay. 2030. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to clean up his hits though. Sorry, Matt's not going to be a range master. He's no, going to be I, the president. I'll be dead by then. <laughs> no, he'll be, he's going to be the, he signed up as the match director. I signed on as a match director. John signed up as, what do we put you as? He's our he's our pseudo MDPR guy. Yeah, so he yeah he's he, the he does executive our Facebook assistant. Page. I'm the executive <laughs> yeah. assistant to the executive <laughs> assistant, the traveling secretary. <laughs> the traveling secretary. <laughs> um, and then we have another gentleman who uh, actually runs or owns the range mm. and manages Guncraft in Tim Jones, and he's kind of our financial guy. He's kind of the treasurer of the of the club. He deals with all the financial stuff. And so it's like the way we have it set up, there's always someone to back up someone else because we all have other lives outside of shooting. So like this weekend, I'll be leaving to go run a class in Texas and Matt's going to be 
basically in charge of the thing by himself. So we're kind of really worried. I think this Wednesday, yeah, yeah. Well, Wednesday and Sunday, we're really worried. Currently getting yelled at by my wife because I'm doing this podcast. Turn, right flip your she's, phone, flip your phone upside down so you off. can't see it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be here on Sunday to to keep an eye on Matt. But yeah, Wednesday, Sam, we need you to step in and yeah, yeah, because yeah, like, I leave I leave Thursday. Yeah. I start I leave Thursday because I'm going to drive because I I love masks. So I decided to drive instead. So it's one of those things where, you know, you just have to openly communicate with each other and make sure that everybody understands like, hey, you know, if you quit or don't show up that the other guys that you're friends with are getting screwed over. So that's it's, it's a big thing. And, and I'll tell you, one of the things that because I work so much in this club that I don't want to build for anybody else. Do no. you guys feel the same way? Yes. Like, kind of. Yeah. But the, the perspective it's, I get now is like. It's not that you help. It, I mean, it's such a volunteer thing, and we all know that. But you know what? If you can go out and help your local club on a Sunday morning, a Saturday morning, and help set something up, like that help is so unbelievably appreciated. Even you know, even get your if ass it's out of bed a half an hour early, go help them set up because those guys are working their ass off. And again, yeah. it's like a big shout out to Jim Killerin if you happen to hear this. Like, we appreciate your work more than you can possibly imagine. And know? good stages. Like, yeah. that's that's a big oh, thing yeah. to me. Yeah, his stage I, today was really good. Yeah. We, yeah. I can easily throw together a two-second stage and be like, cool, man, I got targets out there. We talked about it. We were we were actually talking trash to each other the other day in Texas. 35-yard Texas, pop. I was talking about, I was like, screw it, man. If it's going to rain, I'll just show up in the morning and I'll put a 35 or 45-yard target out there and we'll just shoot one single popper. And and you know what's sad? That's actually a stage. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, legally, yeah. it's a stage. But and that's the thing that's is sometimes you go to these matches. That's and Matt's I'm, I'm definitely not factor. one of those guys that complains about stages if I'm not helping. I don't do that. If somebody doesn't build a good stage, and and you if you're that guy that complains about shitty stages, mm. then you should volunteer to do yeah, better. Absolutely, do something. You should volunteer to do better. Even if you're coming out to drive stakes. I mean, exactly. Jesus, I mean, when I first better. started, I didn't know anything about USPSA other than the YouTube videos I watched, recommended going to help, and then the 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 experienced guys at the range I was going to said, "Yeah, come out and help." I didn't know shit about shit or. <laughs> Hey yo, about hey yo. <laughs> no. uh, but I just go out there like, hey, what do you need? Oh, you need seven fault lines? Sure, let me go grab those for you. Yeah, like you don't have to be an expert because clearly, if you listen to these three, I can't build to save my life. No, you but build decent states. They're like seventy percent good. Like show up and hand every wall we have down. Have you know? Just do something. That help is like I said. I mean, it goes so far in just doing little things. That you know, holding targets for a guy stapling. Oh, yeah. Well, on top of that, you get, get to know involved. you get That's to know it. the people at the at the yeah, clubs. Exactly. That, that is one thing about the sport, though. It's it's not just shooting. No, it's right? not because yeah. you got to have shooting's the smallest part. You got to have everything else. That's around. hey, that's what Tom says. Yeah. But you got to have a range that you go to, yeah. right? And once you start going to that range, you're gonna get to know people. And that's the greatest part about well, this. Well, and that's what you I, make friends. I, I, I mean, I've they said, might not be good friends, Matt, but yeah, you make I, you make I've said friends this from day one. Like I've been doing this nonsense for like three years, and I have invested like, nonsense. In, in insane it's only nonsense because he's not good. Three canics later, but like I think the bigger part of, for me is that the friendships. Like mm. if I wasn't hanging out with my buddies or meeting all these people, I wouldn't be doing this nonsense. Matt, can I give you so, a hug right now? Huh? Can I give you a hug right I'm now? Gonna, 
that was, <laughs> that was touching. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, you know, all bullshit aside, that, that's really what it is. It's the personal <coughs> connections. And, you know, it's it's like that with anything. Any hobby you get involved in, you're going to make friends. People, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, mm. and that's more of the driving forces that I'm going out with my buddies on a Sunday afternoon. And, yes, I'm kind of taking time away from my personal life that build this nonsense, do whatever else. And, um, but you know, it's hanging out with them. It's, and you know, there's no better feeling than when somebody comes up to you at the end of a match says, Hey, you know what? You guys did great stages today. Yep. Really loved them. You know, and you're going to hear some negatives too. And you try not to let that, you know, drive you down. But when the response is overwhelmingly positive, you know, it encourages you to do more, get more. Especially since we're relatively new. What was yeah. today was our third match? Yeah, third yeah, match. This was our third, I believe, our third third, third, third level one match. Sunday match. Uh, we ran a bunch of Wednesdays, but our so as like I I for everyone I just help really just run all the back end stuff and He's an intern. and yeah, yeah I'm an intern and I help you know do the admin stuff for this uh, for this uh, club. Sam, Sam's been a huge help as much but, as uh, shit on him. But I got a question for you guys, the stage builders, right? What's the what's the worst thing somebody could say to you as a stage builder? And I'll, that, I'll tell you the worst thing they can do is stand on the sta- stage and walk stages while I'm hammering nails. No, yeah, I got that. <laughs> that right? While so I'm making the stage, so, you yeah, better not be walking yeah, on so my we, stage. <laughs> so we can call that the worst, but what's the best? When you see somebody that you know is an average shooter crush your own stage that you built. No, I don't does, want that. I want no. everybody to be unsuccessful on my stage right into No, I'm just, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, honestly, what I care about, honestly, is as a match director especially, is that the match flows. Right. There's no holdups. Right. There's no reshoots. Uh, and it's not just time. I want people to come over and go, wow, these stages were hard. Not yeah. to the point where it was like, hey, man, I made you stand on one leg, but that you didn't have a cookie cutter run to a spot. Shoot. Yeah, it, it made you you. So like this weekend, I shot I made a stage that all the guys were like, how the hell did you make this in this little ass bay? And I was <laughs> like, all I knew when I walked on the stage was I was not going to do the run down the middle and shoot left, shoot right, shoot left, shoot right. Right. I want to start making national level stages even if the stage is skinny it doesn't matter you can still make hard things it just you have to think outside the box and you have to stop trying to just get done so that's that's one of the things is that i i think us as a group really prides ourselves in is that we'll take the extra time to put that stage together that's going to like completely change the way you think about our range Mm -hmm. because right now my thing is is and, and I said it, I posted a video the other day and I said, if you come to our matches, yep. you are going to get level two stages mm-hmm. at a level one match. Because that to me is a big thing. I'm getting ready for nationals. This is the year for me to chase that national championship as a grandmaster. I, all these guys that are at this table, other than Sam, because he's getting out of the military on that day, are all going to nationals. So we are, not only are we running a match locally, but now we're also training to go to the biggest match of the year for thousands of dollars. Mm. So why not take that opportunity to use those local matches that we've run and put those into national level? Actually, 
let me rephrase that. I want to make them harder than I'll see at nationals. So when I get to nationals, it's like, <laughs> our level, our matches are way better yeah. than it is, right? And that's that's it. Because I'm, I'm still relatively new at stage building. I know you've got a lot of experience at the last club that you uh, you shot at yeah. a lot. Um, but that that's the, the first couple of stages, not Sundays, but Wednesdays, I'd throw mm -hmm. something up. I'd think it was good. Yeah. And then I'd shoot it. And I'm like, man, that was really easy. Yeah. Like there was nothing challenging. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, what you'd call a hoser stage. Yeah. And it, but in my head, I was like, oh, this is gonna be hard. This yeah. is gonna be, but it's not. So it's, it's finding that balance between having something challenging, but it's also still fun, right? It's not so hard that you walk off that stage. Like, man, that was a, Hey, yo, oh. <laughs> um, but it, uh, that's that's kind of my goal is is to make it fun and and challenging, but not so challenging that the the new people get right. get frustrated right. and you know want to so give up. So for both of you, well, Matt, you could uh, you're probably not going to have a good answer for this, but have you oh. noticed a good a difference in your shooting since you started building stages? Like now, when you walk stages or yeah. as you build, you're starting to like really like oh oh man, okay, I want to do this because. I need to practice this or do you build any stages because of things you want to work on? Absolutely. That's why we had uh, 25 yard shots. Yeah. yeah. So, so I've built uh, I want to say one and a half stages in my career and I get blamed for being too ruthless <laughs> because I just want to see what people can do. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a hard so, lane and then there's a really hard lane. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's, so, that's kind yeah. of some of too, like there's, there's ranges around here too that I've shot at that, that, always have very tight shots, very technical stages. Um, and I think that's something that we need to start adding in because our, our, your stage was pretty technical today. You had to hit certain spots. Um, some like of the, far steel, small yeah. steel. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in general, I think we need to start adding. And it doesn't have to be every position, yeah. right? You have some hoser positions, but there are a couple of positions that are really technical where you have to be in the exact spot and it's, it's a hard target. Yeah, we we kind of tend to do open flowy type. But so, but so I'll, I'll right. disagree with that. And the reason I say that is think about Wednesday and think about Sunday. <laughs> I have a totally different style of building stages than yeah. you guys do. Oh, absolutely. So it works really yeah. nice because yeah. we kind of... That's what makes like, it great. Your stage today was very technical. I mean, it was just the fact that you were moving while you were tech. You were running yeah. backwards, and if you didn't hit the right spots, you could hit no shoots. You put some long distance targets in there. Matt's stage had a lot of things that you could screw up on if you missed yeah. the spot. Right. But but again, it's it's you have we have three different, completely different builders. That is what makes such a big difference, I think, in our matches because, and then we all walk over. And myself and John will walk over each other's stages and go, hey, man, you know, what do you think about this? Or, oh, oh, I like this or like that. Matt, he doesn't listen to us at all. He puts <laughs> stupid shit we out there. We have to wait until Sunday morning. Yeah, we have just... to wait till Sunday morning to change the stage. And then at lunch, he tells us that he came up with the idea. <laughs> yeah. Even though me, Sam, and John sat down to dinner at the night before and we're like, we got to talk to Matt. His all, stage is always not good. shit on the king. That's <laughs> on the king. <laughs> hey, oh. Hey, oh. <laughs> Jealous, my base beggar. No, there. no. <laughs> <laughs> so I still don't understand how that happened. Because like the best well, bay, for one, the it's, worst it's guy closest, gets it. Oh, it's, it's closest your, uh, to the supplies. Yeah, that's what it's true. Right. So he's he has to walk. He's and, the laziest. And the uh, the oldest accountant that you guys had on the 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 board, I guess you would say, for the club. You know, yeah, that thing, and so Matt was like, ah, "Opportunity, <laughs> yeah. no, lo I, I no longer, it, no I, longer, I'll be known as Hoser Stage I, Two I Matt." I look at it as special needs. I need the most accommodations. <laughs> yes. He needs special things all the time. 
my limited but repertoire. We're just giving you shit, Matt. Your stages typically are pretty yeah, good. You yeah, do. I know. They're yeah, pretty yeah, You're good. a great stage builder. You might suck at shooting, but you're a great stage builder. <laughs> you got to be good at something, apparently. All right. All right so, so for anybody who go. doesn't know, Matt is very hard on himself when he shoots. It doesn't... Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if he actually runs a good stage. If it's not perfect, he's ready to quit. Like, and he's laughing because it's very true. I've been ready to quit since I started this. So, <laughs> That's so, like hey, our buddy Michael Garrow. He's like, why do you do this if you hate this so much? I'm like, dude, I just can't stop. I don't know how to quit. It's because you're so. Well, he quit last Sunday. Yeah, he quit yeah, last yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, the Wednesday sure. before, yeah, before that. The Wednesday yeah. before His that. His gun jams. He's like, I, I have been. Hey, known, I'm out of here. Hey, <laughs> I have been known to rage quit quite a few times. So, 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 all right, so I want to bring but, that up because, uh, and I want to go around the table because I'm really interested in what is your motivation at this point? Diving deep into it. Yeah, what is your motivation <sighs> at this point since it's so frustrating to you in so many ways? What do you, why do you keep coming back? Like, what is the, do, I mean, other, like, obviously I, us is important. Like, us. we hang yeah, out, and right? Th that's, yeah, yeah. that's honestly the biggest mm. part. It's just hanging out with your buddies. You know, this Say it. is a lot like Friends. any other hobby, whether you're I playing can't quit ball, you. <laughs> it, it just becomes such a driving force that, like, it's maddening. Like, you hate it so much that you love it. Um, that's kind of the perspective. I think that's called type three fun. Well, there, there's definitely a love hate relationship going on, but I mean, my God, I, I just love shooting this, this game. It, it's is just, your, is your competitive nature it, it stronger is. than your want to quit? Yeah. Depen yeah. I mean, it de like Depends. nobody's getting yeah. into this that doesn't have an overwhelming competitive drive. Correct. Like no matter what level you're at, what division you're shooting, you know, it, it's just a drive, and I think everybody understands this that is obviously listening to this, is it's just a drive in it. You know, you want to put yourself against other people and see where you shake out no matter how much you may hate it. it it's definitely a sport for type A personalities, but filled with a lot of B-type personalities. Oh, yes, 100%. Well, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Like, you know, I get it. I kind of approach this from the perspective, and I've kind of used this analogy before, is that I'm kind of like the weekend softball league beer drinking guy. I'm out having fun with my buddies. I don't train a whole lot. I do do a little bit of work with Tom here and there. You um, said doo-doo. I'm not a practice guy. I'm not a dry fire guy. Like, I just like to go out and have fun with my buddies. And I, I think that's an overwhelming majority of this sport. I think the guys like Tom, you know, that get the GM in a year, that's very few. Say that again. <laughs> six months. <laughs> I don't say that a whole lot, but that sounded good. Yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was six, <laughs> it went, it was six months. It sounded so good. It, 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 I had this it conversation with these guys. Is six I got months after he started shooting a rifle in a pistol sport. Yeah. True, yeah. I've, I've always been in the gun since I was a kid. My He's only been a GM in shooting. a real sport um, for a while. You know, it, it was, I started out because it was cool and it was fun. And personally for me, I feel like I'm going to have a breakdown moment here. Um, <laughs> let's, like do it, it, let's do it, Matt. Let's break through, Matt. Get the tissue. Matthew, Matthew this is a safe, safe uh, place. It's, it's <laughs> a safe space. It got to the point where I wasn't actually enjoying myself anymore because I was putting so much pressure on myself. John's getting him a Kleenex box <laughs> right now. For um, anybody who's not watching the YouTube video, I, he I, is I now bawling. 
I've kind of taken the perspective that, you know, I'm just going out with my buddies and I'm having a good time, just shooting shit and not getting all wrapped around the axle about, oh, man, I screwed this up. I did this wrong. Um, all things in perspective, you know, realize why you're in the game, why you're in the sport. And, you know, just go out and do what you're going to do. That's just so. So I, I coach Matt and we're friends, really good friends. And we shoot together all the time. And I'll coach him when we're on stages, before stages, walking stages. He is the hardest person I've ever coached in my life. Yes. Because his vision of him as a shooter is terrible. He thinks he's the worst shooter ever. And I keep trying to explain to him, I see everyone else shooting and you're not the worst shooter, not even close to the worst shooter. So it's one of those things where I, I feel like just now, just now, literally this weekend, something changed for him that he's not going to look at it in the same aspect of trying to be great all the time. And that's like, it's very frustrating because I see the talent, all of us, see his talent, yeah. but he doesn't see his talent. Well, he's performance motivated. Well, right. and he again, wants to know if and he's that doing is the good, big thing. Right? That is one of mm -hmm. the things I talk about all the time is you cannot be focused on the results before you get them. Because what happens when you walk onto that stage thinking, hell yeah, I'm going to shoot this in seven seconds with all alphas and you shoot a Charlie <laughs> or even a no shoot, the very next thing out of Matt's mouth is mother <laughs> during the stage automatically you're failing you're you're yeah. going to do bad yeah. and and the sad part is is matt's actually a positive guy outside of the shooting uh, of the shooting of the stage right yeah. like yep. and some things sometimes matt will walk up and I, and I'm, again he knows this we i say this to his face like yeah. other than right Preaching now the choir, yeah dude. is yeah. that matt will walk up and hand one of us the phone he goes here uh video this dumpster fire before he's even shot it yeah and, and what, <laughs> but what's crazy is it was is when matt is mentally focused yes there's there's not a lot of people at our local club that can that can be him but the, but again the issue is the, the issue is is he sets himself up or and i don't mean just him people in general this is an overall i see this right. all the time people do this all the time in this sport you cannot go in with a negative attitude. And if something goes wrong, I'll give you a great example for myself today. I was reloading on our first stage today and my mags were still damp from being inside my bag in the air conditioner throughout the, the night. Oh, yeah, I remember when I went saying. to reload, my mag was like a butter, a piece of butter and it just went <laughs> flying like six feet. So I had to grab another mag and reload. And then I shot the first target I came up to one-handed as I came in because that was what I had time for. Then I gripped and shot. But I could have immediately just said, oh, I'm done. Like, my stage is all screwed up. And I didn't. It, and that's the that's the difference. And Didn't like, you get, like, Kind of like on, I did on stage two. You so got, like, like, second on that stage, too. Yeah, even so, with the one-handed So, John, shooting. like, uh, let's go into that. John had that happen to him this today. He reloaded, what was it, stage two? My stage? Yeah, stage yeah. two. So... John reloaded early, which was fine. He, he didn't mean to. It was just one of those things. He was in the flow, and he's like, oh, reload. He reloaded early, shot where he was supposed to shoot, and then all of a sudden threw a reload in there where he wasn't supposed to, <laughs> and the mag went flying, and instead of continuing to run back to get the mag on the ground, he was like, whatever. You know what happened is I, I looked over at you, 
and you just stood there and looked at me like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I'm like, why and are I you reloading like, all right, right now? All right, fine. I'll finish the stage. <laughs> I walked over, picked up my magazine, shot the last four it's, targets. And just, was, so like, just so anybody who's not watching, his head, his shoulders just dipped. His head ducked down. He just looked at the ground like, sad, my magazine. My magazine was, is on the ground five <laughs> feet away from me. It was this literally it was literally the USPA say equivalent of like a child having to eat broccoli. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I so, was so, I was very upset. So part of this is these those are all learning lessons, right? So I talked to John afterwards because I, I coached John as well, and I was telling John, I was like, look, man, I used to do that. When things didn't go right, I would get really pissed off during the stage. I would just walk over, grab my magazine, I would just finish the stage, just you know, almost like a temper tantrum. And it's and I told him I said this is a learning lesson right here. Mm. These are times when you can, you're basically getting free practice for mistakes. When you make a mistake, how you manage that mistake in this sport could win or lose a major match. Yep. So instead of having that, I screwed up at a practice. Treat it like it's a real match. Run over, grab that magazine, slap it in there, and finish the stage, and be like, "All right, cool." I mean, I can go and look at practice score and see the five seconds lost. Where would I've actually been? Right? You could have easily done that. Instead, now it's 15, 20. I mean, you shot that stage in 45 seconds or something. And everybody else was in the 20s or 30s at the most. Yeah. It was, so again, it was high 20s just, too. It was it's, it's how it, you have to use those moments when you make those mistakes to, to, to fix them and work on them. Speaking on that mistakes topic, I mean, definitely. Tom Dude, definitely that, that learned added it. ten and a half seconds to my stage. Ten and a half seconds. So judging by uh, what Tom just said, he definitely have overcame the issue. If you've seen his one stage Production? at low cap nationals yeah. this year, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> there's no quit, dude. There's no quit. <laughs> and, but no, that, and, but and, it was know, funny because he ran the entire stage twice. No, I know. I and saw still it. beat people. Yeah, yeah. And and honestly, for me, in the moment. I gave up, right? I, yeah. I, I just gave up. And even the way I finished the stage, I gave up. But I, was, I think I was more mad at myself after that for giving, giving up, up right? than yeah. I was that, that I bobbled yeah. a reload and threw the magazine. Where and and here's the big thing about that. And this, you know, this is a great thing when it happens if you learn from it. Because right now, making that mistake added and you actually created a secondary mistake that you can never actually go back and get right like you can't go back and go oh man i i i'm gonna go unquit right, right. Yeah. like like dropping yeah. the mags going to happen again oh, like, yeah. it happened to me yeah. the very first stage and and i i've been there before where i've done production stages when i first started and i would reload and i wasn't supposed to and i'm like what oh shit uh, i gotta reload again somewhere else now it so was it's, it's it was because you're removing yeah, but I mean, yes, it, and that's. Well, the, you also had more magazines in your belt. I didn't. I was out. No, I didn't. I dropped all of my magazines at production now. Oh, at production. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, but here. So, that's how many mags do you carry? Three. Oh, that's a good time. So, so that's the third one. magazine. So you you had so, three magazines, and the one you dropped it, that was the last one. But yes. he reloaded that twice. Happened, no, that would have done the same thing on stage one for me as well. I, yeah. I was on my last mag. Oh okay. Yeah, because I started with the blue one. Dropped the yeah. red one and then picked up the silver one. My yeah. party state. Thing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was filming that, and all you saw was like this magazine completely missed the gun, <laughs> go into the wall and bounce off the yeah. wall Did into it hit the, the wall. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, "What happened nice. here?" And yeah. then, but. He didn't do anything. He, he realized he missed the gun and essentially threw it past the gun. Yeah, when I knew the and magazine then, was falling, I just let it go <laughs> and just, I just grabbed the next one because I yeah, knew there was yeah. no grabbing it. There was no recovering but, it. Nothing. You know, this, it was gone. This, 
we've had this experience talk before, yeah. right? And you've done this, obviously. You've yeah. you've you've missed reloads. You've thrown the reload past the gun yep. probably more than once. Oh yeah. But what do you do? You just keep going. You got to continue. Right? You can't you can't yeah. quit. That's the number one thing that about about this sport is every single time you go to the range, it's a lesson. Even if it's something stupid, even if it's mental management, right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, and I'll go back to Matt because that was big this weekend. So Matt is a guy that we try to never let get to the edge of the bridge. <laughs> like he's never allowed to drive over the drive over the Skyway after a match. I, I actually <laughs> like, have. So if anybody doesn't know, Skyway is really tall. They oh, actually yeah. put uh, metal mesh netting around the top of yeah. it because of guys like jump Matt, nets. like the USPSA nets. shooters that just want to jump off after yeah. a match. So, uh, you know, for a long time, we would have to talk to Matt. Be like, dude, are you going to be positive today? Are you going to not tell yourself you suck before you even get on there? And today, we didn't have to deal with it. Like, no, it was not a at completely all. different. Yeah. Now, I mean, he did quit so, shooting uh, pistol and shooting PCC, yeah, so he took the easy yeah. way out. Do, but... do we want to go, do, do go down that road? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? And, and I'm glad but, I, I want to bring this up because yeah. I think this was a big turning point for matt in his shooting john was we we shot a match and matt was having a lot of problems with his pistols so john said to him he's like dude and i think me and john had talked about it right before he mentioned it and it was just it was just perfect timing on john's part he was like what do you do this for he goes well i do this for fun because i want to have fun he goes so if you switch to pcc will you have more fun and matt said yes he goes then what are you waiting on and yeah, at that point point. Because at that point, we were constantly on his ass about, no, dude, you're not, the gun's not the problem, you're the problem. Right. Right. right? And that's and, kind of the same thing. I stayed in production way longer than I should have because yeah. I wanted to prove a point that I could yeah. shoot well with iron sights, which I can't. Um, <laughs> well, but, it, but again, when you started with iron sights, dude, you just started this sport. No, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So but, if you go but, back now, but, you're going to be a different no, shooter. Course, but if you right? go, but if, but, also, if you go back a year ago, that was the standard, right? You, you start USPSA in yeah. production, start production yeah. Yeah, right? So yeah, we, yeah. you do but all then that. Once I switched to carry optics, it was more fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's equally as challenging because everything is faster, um, but it's more fun. So, although, you There's know. There's no easy division. Anybody, no, no. anybody who tells me that if you pick up a PCC, you're going to be instantly better, that's bullshit. No, what, I shot what a it PCC is, the other match, yeah. and I, I told you I was going to shoot a GM yeah. uh, uh, yeah. classification and I shot a B class. So. <laughs> it's not, it's not easy as everybody thinks. What happens is you focus more on the shooting than the reloading and all of those things. So that's why you instantly get better. Cause your brain only focuses on basically pulling the trigger right. and hitting yeah. a spot. When you shoot pistol, you have to put a reload in. You have to think about your grip. You have to think about your arm placement, your foot placement, all these different things with a pistol have to come together for it to work. With a PCC, if you just pull the rifle in really tight yeah. and you hit your spots, you have plenty of opportunities to make up shots. But if you really look at the top shooters, they're not doing the same thing as the B-class guy. That, that's what makes the difference. But it's, it's a different type of skill set that you have to carry. I know I've shot both of them a lot. And it's not the same. They're... There's so much similar stuff other than the way the gun handling happens, right? right. It's the, all the stage planning, the, the movement, movement yep. all of it is exactly Entry, the same. Entry, exit. 
It's yeah. just how you handle and maneuver that weapon, right. right? Or the the firearm. And you don't have reloads. And that's a big thing oh, yeah. in our sport. Like, there was a couple stages today that I was like, oh, if I didn't have to reload. Stage yeah. one. Stage one. Second stage and a half. Stage one yeah. was a second and a half. Well, I would like to know where I was at if I didn't fumble the reload. I, I have to see what that is. Yeah. But honestly, at the end of the day, the guys that didn't have a reload on that stage were guaranteed a second to second and a half of an advantage because they didn't have a reload. Now, again... We're not shooting against those guys, but that's that's not the point. The but point I, is, is you don't have to reload, so it gives you an advantage com on the combined scores. And if you're a competitor, so you're probably this, looking at that. So this is one thing. I mean, I've in the military 15 years, I know what it takes to shoot like an AR-15, but with a PCC for pistol versus PCC is is a 25 yard open paper more daunting as with a pistol. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, because you really, I mean, anything, I mean, my level, anything at 15 or plus yards, I'm really have to slow down. So what focus. classification so. are you? Because everybody probably doesn't know. So this is Sam talking, guys, for anybody so who's on the podcast. technically I'm unclassed, but um, I should be about C-class so after you this in, match. What were you in carry optics? Or I mean in production. Um, B, production. A low B. Low B. John, what classification are you right now? I'm C because I'm going to win C class uh, nationals. He's on C. He's C on purpose. You heard Matt? it first. I am B class PCC C class everything else. And what's your Instagram tag? B class trash for life. So, could you repeat that and spell it? B <laughs> underscore class <laughs> underscore trash. Hi It'll follow. Hey, don't play you yourself. Learn, you'll learn a lot. <laughs> you'll learn more what not to do. Yeah. Actually, you guys will understand then how patient of a coach I really am. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. I'm also a member of the, the insider circle. Um <laughs> So he has homework every month that you post up match videos and he tells you what to work on. It's a great, it's a great program. Um, so my first homework was production and the, the answer was switch carry optics. So I switched to carry optics and my next month's homework was switch to revolver. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 just quit so, so I will tell you. Hold I on. guess he doesn't so, like me and so, wants me to quit. So. so part of the reason, so part of the reason why I told him to switch a revolver is because the son of a bitch would reload with a twenty-four round magazine because he thought he was in production oh, yeah. for the first three weeks. So I, have, so I was like, you might as well just go to revolver, dude. It, it just I, took me a couple <laughs> matches. I have th I have three mags, yeah, and uh, with carry optics, uh, and I had six with production. He might have picked up a few on the ground when he yeah. got to, get to carry optics. It's uh, <laughs> uh, one of those where you blow the dirt out. <laughs> And then we, uh, reload it because you need those extra yeah. 20 rounds that you dropped on the ground. Yeah. Well, when I was shooting production, especially like South Carolina State, there was we were at the Airbnb getting ready to go to South Carolina State. And like I thought I knew how to reload. And then Tom showed me something that made my reload so much better. In the garage. In the garage, right? We oh, were dry so, firing in the garage. So here's a awesome. little tip, guys. If you guys use carts to carry with you like your stuff, if you have a couple guys or even one, you can take that cart, put it in the garage when you're at your Airbnbs or hotels or whatever, and you can use those to catch the the actual magazines from falling on the concrete. But here's the trick. If you aren't reloading and that magazine isn't falling in the cart as you exit, 
mm. or close to your feet, then you aren't reloading fast enough. You got to right. drop the magazine immediately before you exit that position. What I mean as is you pull the trigger on the dry fire, it's bang. As soon as that gun that you have that uh, perceived or that th made uh, recoil, you need to be pushing that button as you click that trigger. So as soon as the recoil is supposed to go off, it needs to be immediate mag drop and then come in for the reload at the same time. So uh, what, I mean, we had one of our guys, was it Brandon that was there? Yeah, he was he was just there. With yeah, us. but but he no, actually I had him do it after you. Correct. And I shaved off a half a full, second. Yeah, half full half second. A full half a second. So from it was like dry fire half. On, on technique. Yeah, full Jeez. half. Did you is that run different their than just a half? When it was in the like garage we're talking timer. Cards? What's that? Oh, okay. Did you run their he, cards? He did. Over he did not run it over. <laughs> Because I drove. <laughs> well, that just I asked if he ran their shit over with his truck and just completely busted everything. Did somebody's car get run over? Yeah, that, so, I don't remember. So this. Did somebody's car get hit? What happened, Matt? There may have. May so wait, hold on. Tell the incident. tell the story, Matt. Yeah, let's hear the you story. You and I were talking. I don't remember. And this. we're walking away from Tom's so truck. Tom felt the need for whatever reason. And I said, Matthew. No. Your well, car's going to get he, run he, over. He said his straight. full Bible he name. He continued <laughs> to talk about something else. For some Crunch. unknown reason, Tom decided to go out of his way, make a complete 180 with his truck, and put and Matt's car in front of his bumper. He over. drove forward two <laughs> feet. Parents uh, disregard <laughs> for a fellow competitor's piece of equipment. <laughs> he decides because he's all pissed off, I must have beat him on a stage. If you were shooting your canics, you definitely didn't beat him on a stage. <laughs> hey, that's, that's probably why his canics don't run. Yeah, you ran them over. You ran him over. <laughs> you changed the internal channel of the striker. I had to polish the tire tracks off of my shit that he ran over. <laughs> all right, all right. So let, let me clear it up. Let me clear it up. This is not what really happened. So Matt, we were having a meeting at the end of our local Wednesday night match that we run about uh, staff stuff, like what we were going to do to for the next weekend or whatever it was. So Matt walks over. And, and we had had to put everything away. So we I parked my truck because I always drive a trailer for yeah. everybody to put their stuff on. It's so, so much better. I dropped the trailer off, dumped everything off. Well, I had to go back and get my gear at the bay. So everybody came over and we started talking there. And Matt just rolls up in front of the truck and drops his card off, which, you know, is fine. No one would think anything about it, right? Because he just dropped it off there. But it's in the front right-hand corner of my truck. like Directly in front of the, yeah, the passenger the, the front wheel. tire. And my, my like, truck's kind of high. It's not a big, huge, but I have raised wheels, so I, you mm -hmm. can't, like, you cannot see anything in front of you that's three inches, right? Or even yeah. a foot, really. Yeah. Yeah. It may have been touching the bumper. Maybe. <laughs> it touched the bumper. Right. It's definitely so, yeah. compensating so, for something so with this truck. So he leaves it there, and we're all talking. We have our meeting. No big deal. John and Kobe start walking away. So I put my truck it, in drive. It's Matthew. It's I'm Matthew. Gonna, I, hold on. I'm Wait, before the Matthew. crunch. Here we go. John, what happened right before I hit the crunch? I looked at Matt and I said, Matt, your cart's going to get run over. He completely ignores me like he doesn't hear me As and usual. continues talking yeah. about the $7 he had in his hand. And, <laughs> Was it worth it? Was it and then Tom, Tom pulls forward like he would. You know, he's going to leave. Crunch. There, Matt's not, entire wait, car. Not one crunch. 
two crunches because I didn't know what the first crunch might have been like a water bottle because who would think that some dumbass would put their cart with their gun with and their all guns their gear and ammo. ammo right yeah. so I crunch it twice well, I didn't run over it like completely but well, it was done like let's just say it was done and I'll make sure I, I'll, ta I'll put the video in here so you yes. guys can enjoy oh that video because it's awesome <laughs> so the uh, best part of the, the whole thing Car is down. when Mac I back up of course because I didn't want to keep running over it I didn't know what it was I would have never thought it was his cart because no one would leave their cart in front of somebody's truck yeah. <laughs> so I get out of my truck and I look at it and I'm like oh shit I ran over Matt Kobe's cart so Matt comes over knowing he's the dumbass and looks at me and goes and John's like damn near falling to the ground dying laughing so Matt comes over and I look at I'm like are your guns in there he goes yeah, dude. Uh, he's got he's got molded ears with a string on it, and one of them popped off fifty feet in the air, I guess, and landed on the grass. One has the string connected on the other one, but the other one doesn't. Well, I didn't run over any of his guns or anything, but the forty-year-old cart that he's been that doesn't even fold anymore is yeah. mangled to death so bad that the two wheels in the back are now one wheel. They don't roll; they just drag. Can we talk about the handle on that prior to running over? No. What was the handle? It would not go 90 degrees. Yeah, that's degree. what I mean. It would not go yeah, 90 you, degrees. You couldn't close the cart. It was. He needed a new cart anyway, <laughs> yeah. so I think he was just trying to get me to buy a him a new one and blame so. me for it. It was an insurance claim. Did you claim. buy him a new one? Absolutely not. It was an insurance claim. He suicide on his own cart. <laughs> it was an insurance claim. Yeah, it was an insurance claim. <laughs> exactly. So, Matt, now at this point, every time Matt comes near me, he's like, stayed away from my cart, bro. Like I said, I was searching his cart out. So it's like the USPSA rumor. I just run over everybody's carts. So let, I'll well, just, that's how you win. So, right? yeah. you dance so I'll bring gear, this up. So now the, when I'm building stages, when, when we build idea. stages or we shoot, we have uh, everybody brings the stuff to the trailer. From now on, I make sure I get out and do a 360 <laughs> degree walk around <laughs> to make sure I don't hit somebody else's I, cart. I, I've been known to be a little absent-minded sometimes. <laughs> but the best he's part, definitely reckless, boys. The best yeah. part is in the video. I look at Matt. I go, and he's dragging it, and now I'm like, yeah. ooh. Video opportunity. I got to show you what like real life is for us. Because like I swear to God, if we don't have oh, video yeah. of what we're like, yeah. people don't realize like how goofy we are. Because we all just like to to shoot the shit and have a good time. So I grabbed the video camera, and you just see Matt in his lazy ass way dragging the thing. Then he goes, "I go, what happened to your cart, dude?" And he goes. Some asshole ran <laughs> over it with his truck. Fucking wheels all the time. The best part is yes. it's got a TCSA sticker just mangled. No, no. It's got grass. Yeah, the grass, the grass is the best is sticking part. Sticking out of the top of the umbrella holder. <laughs> yes, that's the best part. It's just wrecked. <laughs> Look at him. Look how the, for, for the listeners that aren't watching YouTube, Matt is very distraught yeah. right now. He's rubbing his forehead. Uh, he's, he's, I'm just saying about how I'm going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> he's got PTSD. My wife is a very bitter, angry woman. <laughs> I, love, I love her to death. We're sending her the link to this yeah. video right now. Yeah. I think I still have her number in my phone. Oh. It's going to be 911 if you don't get yeah. home soon. So. Jumpoline or trampoline. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to bring up? Go out, support your local USPSA club, yeah. build some shit, help out, hammer some nails, do something for the love of God. And the one thing I will kind of, Tom touched on it earlier, is 
Jesus God, please do not walk a stage when somebody's building it because that will not drive anybody any possibly crazier than doing something like it's that. It's just disrespectful. You know right? who it's, it's disrespectful. It's at the end of the day. If you're not the main guy building stages, don't get on there. Just help. Just right, go, yeah. go help. You know what? You'd be the surprised best, how the best easy thing it is you do to if you don't stuff. know what to do. It's just ask. Yeah, just ask. Hey, yeah. hey, what hey, do you what, need? What do you need? New? I mean, that's one thing. We do have a couple new guys that have showed up that have been more than willing. They're like, hey, man, can I help you out? Can I, you know, do whatever? And those just guys, get involved. And, and I will tell you, those guys are always remembered. Yeah. Always. And, and, and what I mean by that is if they need to be moved for a squad, they want to shoot with their buddies or Absolutely. they want that, that stuff right there. I'm immediately like that guy's in yeah. like, we yeah. got you. Oh, oh, the match is full. You're in. Yeah. Right. If you, that was the one thing I learned when I started my mentor, Mike Howe always told me, he's like, dude, you show up early and you didn't get a chance to sign in. Your ass is in this match because you come and help build. There's no match with no volunteers and no helpers. Right. That's just the way it is in this sport. And, and there's no money at the end of the day. No, we literally make zero dollars to spend basically every week, we probably spend eight to 10 hours at the range and we're not even yep. pulling the trigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? Like today, everybody loaded the shit onto the carts. We had to reorganize the car. Again, not, not, it's nothing against those people. They didn't know. But at the end of the day, we're responsible <clears throat> yeah. as the match directors right. and, and the people in charge to go and clean that stuff yeah. up so that the next match, we're not like, Hey, dude, where'd all the stands yeah. go? I don't know uh, how many dude. target stands on right. my car. Right, right. It's the same thing. Guys, I, and the other thing I'll tell you is guys will, if, if you aren't responsible or check that stuff, you will lose thousands of dollars in targets and oh, pasters. And, pasters and, and, laying on yeah, the ground. Jesus Pick your Christ. shit up. Stop being a slob. <laughs> right, Put hey. it in the bucket for God's sake. I, I, yeah. Listen, I'm not, no, I'm you're not, not wrong at all. There's not wrong. It's not that difficult to take it, this range that we're at especially has two to three trash cans per bay. Per bay, yeah. But what happens is everybody goes down and picks up a piece of steel and then they drop their pacers on the ground and say, oh, I'm not picking it back up. Or they run out of pacers and right. just and like, oh, well, I got to get some more. And that's not that's not our range. No. That's all ranges. Oh, yeah. Every range. 100%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Every range. Yeah. This isn't special for us. This People are lazy asses regardless, no matter where you go. So... But we just, thank you for your support. Yeah, but just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but just remember that when you go to a match, how important it is that, or and just remember how the match got there. Yep. I would say that's the biggest thing, right? It's it's very very important to always remember that those ROs that you see at the matches, like we work the whole match. Yep. Like we are constantly ROing. We're constantly running the pad. We actually, it's it's detrimental to us to run a match because. We're out there running around. You know, we typically have like a 9.30 start. We're running around there at 9 o'clock, finishing things up, checking on everything. You know, it, it is not beneficial to us when we shoot in any way. So No match director. Anybody yeah. anybody, I mean, anybody who anybody tells you that running there. a match is better for their shooting no, is it's, straight it's, up lying. It's so much more work. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, just the fact that when you get there in the morning, you're not walking stages. You're putting up targets. You're putting up no shoots. You're checking to make sure yep. that no one can shoot through barrels and hit yeah. steel on the other Fixing side. Fixing all the little you know, things that were missed. Making sure people have pacers. And How about this, guys? And, and here's a big thing that gets overlooked before we get out of here. The pads. Oh, yeah. The signing people up. Oh, my gosh. The yeah. people that walk up to a match and don't pay. 
yeah. or don't sign in knowing uh, some of you guys know better yeah. Oh yeah. and don't oh, because you don't want to, you think you're going to get by, you're lazy, whatever. All that stuff adds up on top of the match director to deal with because remember what I said at the beginning of the podcast, the range is all that matters and the range is there to make money. Yep. The range is there to make money. Yep. So before we go, one thing, what do you think it cost us? Because I think this is something <clears throat> that a lot of people, and actually, Sam, I think you know. Yep. What do you think it cost to start our club? But we did go, we did kind of go full bore because we had no, the money, yeah, right? We didn't, we didn't have to, we didn't have to kind of scrimp. I don't right. know. I mean, or skip. we didn't go full bore because like, you know, well, right we didn't, now, we like didn't get any small, movers. We yeah, didn't exactly. Get, With a small club, you know, we didn't have the budget for swingers, max traps, you know. Stuff yeah, but a lot like of that. clubs don't it's have com- It's coming though, exactly. right? Exactly. No, yeah. We're it's still coming, uh, but, not a big spoiler. Well, what was the initial? We're still talking nine grand here to start up a USPSA. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah, it was nine grand is what it cost us. So we had, uh, I, think our steel we had I think yeah. our steel we ended up getting a deal on. We paid, you know, a little bit under $2,000 or whatever. So so you're still talking, even without the steel, and you do just paper matches. You got, and wait a minute. I, got, I forgot about this. Matt did 99% of the labor on all of the stands. He, oh, he yeah. welded I spent all of it. a week at my job literally welding stands together. I don't know like, if I'd call that welding. Well, but. I mean. I will tell you, we, it hasn't I've fallen seen, apart, so it's I've called I've seen welding. way worse <laughs> yeah. at but, uh, the same range. So we had, we had another gentleman that was part of the club that uh, also helped with the financial part. He yeah. did all of the finances for us. Uh, thank you, Tom, Shout for all that. Tom yep. built all yep. the carts. We have these carts now that we pull all of the stage's equipment in one cart right. that made a huge difference oh, compared yeah. to just throwing a bunch of stuff on a bucket or a cart. Now they all stay in that cart. I mean, those little th- helped come build walls on a day. Those are all things that added up that were free. So mm-hmm. if you have to pay somebody for that stuff, oh, yeah. and let's not mention that we happen to start this club at the worst wood prices oh, yeah. of all time. <laughs> yeah. At eight dollars a damn board for, for some a, of this for crap. A one by one. Right. I mean, <laughs> some of this shit was so expensive yeah. that it doubled. So we probably would have been in it for four or five. Maybe. Instead of eight or nine, yeah. maybe steals twice, three times the price yeah. it used to be. There's a lot of stuff that was was way higher because of it. So, but uh, at, the, at the end of the day, though, we did it so we could put on a good match. Not yeah, not absolutely. for us, because yeah. like Tom just said, it it really is no benefit. I mean, he he doesn't suffer as much as us uh, lowly C class guys do, um, but it is a lot more work to be involved in running the match. Um, than it is just showing up and shooting, helping RL, helping pace, whatever. Uh, but because we wanted to put on a, a really good match for the rest of the shooters in the area. Right. Uh, that's, I mean, that's the driving force for it is, is really just putting on a good event that people want to come to. The word is, is spreading. There's a lot, a lot of good shooters in the area that are coming out and shooting with us. Um, for me personally, that that's the fun of it is right. is getting the good shooters in the area to want to come to our match because it is a good match. And I, I'll say... Tampa, Tampa, Florida, Central Florida, is the mecca for USPSA because of the weather and because of the yeah. number of ranges. Yeah, I mean, Dude, yeah. There's not very many other places it? around the country Area that you can shoot Arizona, Monday so. night, Tuesday night, Whatever. Wednesday night, Friday night, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Like, you know, we, there might be a Thursday match in there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could yeah, probably shoot every day of the week yep. here if, yeah, if we, you wanted. We to. have Hanson and Punta Gorda, the WAC, obviously. Um, Keys Club, which runs out of the same range, actually. Volusia. We have Gork and Volusia. Yeah, like we have six, seven clubs within a two-hour drive. 
Yeah. All volunteers, by the way. Just all let everybody volunteer, know. All yeah. volunteers. Yeah. So, uh, and I'll just touch on this real quick. Uh, one of the reasons why I don't struggle with it as much when it comes to running the match is because it's something that I've done since I started this sport, and I knew it was a mental, like I'm sharpening my mental, yeah. right? So, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll kind of give you a little bit of what I mean by that is when you run stages in USPSA, you're going to have things go wrong. And I don't mean as during shooting, I'm talking about just simple. When you get on a stage and the guys before you haven't shot yet, and you're going to sit there for an hour and a half, mm. you have to mentally be prepared and stay up. Yep. You can't just go sit with your buddies and shoot the shit, which is fine. You're going to do that for a little while, but eventually you have to get back into killer mode, right? And start yep. attacking targets and stages again. So it's one of those things where I've, I, I use a lot of this for my mental training, not just the shooting. It's a lot of this stuff is mental and I use it all as an opportunity to get better when I need it. So in other words, like we were talking about earlier with Matt, I got so invested and, and me being a coach, I get so invested in my students. I really do. It's, it's, it's weird oh, yeah. because I'm not supposed to care when it's my turn to shoot and I can't just, I, I, I can't turn off the coach. Right? It's especially when when it's friends, but but shoot, anybody who's in my insider circle, I'm invested in them because they're invested in me. So like today, Sam was shooting and he wasn't gripping the gun. Mm -hmm. Well, he heard it. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, dude, like what are you doing? And it's like, okay, so now I have to separate Sam's shooting from my shooting, right? And John's shooting and Kobe's shooting. And, and it's very difficult sometimes. So I'm learning now that I just have to turn them off. I right. cannot give two craps about them while we're shooting. And then I'm like, give me your video. Let's yeah, talk about, you yeah. know, yeah. let's talk about yeah. this right now. Right. So it's just, yeah, it's that's, hard. That's show, hard. Me, show me the dumpster fire. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, like, show it's, it to it's me. a whole lot of what the fuck is wrong. <laughs> what was going through your head right. at right. this point? Right. It's, it's really more like, like, do you even want to do this? Yeah. But, <laughs> well, but to your point, Tom, is that yeah. that's how I feel about it too, is because if I can, if I can still go out and perform, while having to do all of these other responsibilities of running a match, that will just help me when I go to matches where I don't have to do that. Oh, like we're yeah. going to we're going to Georgia State. And yeah, we're not no going to have to paste. It's, yeah, we don't have to do anything. It's, so it's a hundred percent game changer. Right, it's going to be the most you. casual. Yeah. It's, it's like steel challenge. And you're right? already on the ball buying headphones because you need to stay focused. So I think right. you're just, one bull, of us, you know, bullcrapping. You're not. It, it's game changer. One right? of us mentioned it earlier. It's one of those things when you go to the range and you're just like. What do I do with my hands? Mm -hmm. What do I do with my hands? Because <laughs> yeah. he just, it's, it's weird because you're like, if you're a worker, you're a worker, right? Like I'm constantly going to grab pasters. And the first couple matches that I did that, that because I shot Georgia last year, same exact thing, South Carolina this year. And it was just like, uh, okay, this is horrible. Like yeah. I'm supposed to be doing something right, right now. I felt yeah. so bad for the ROs. Yeah. But I will tell you as a shooter, and I think also as somebody who ROs a lot, especially at level two. Yeah. It really speeds up the stage. There's yeah. no BS. Somebody pacing early. We all know those guys that like to sit at the end on the one target mm -hmm. and wait for the RO to get all the way around instead of resetting yep. everything. It's one of those things where it's like, Oh man, this is like, wow. Like, okay. And then all you have to do is follow the shooter, follow the RO and make sure your score is what it's supposed to be. But then you don't have to paste anything. You're, yeah. you're focused 100% on crushing your stage yep. plans. Just it, the shooting. It's just totally different. It's a different, your energy level's higher. 
and I feel like the, sh the, the match is over sooner. Like, yeah. I mean, Georgia last year, we were like five stages in, and it was like two hours. We were like... What the yeah, hell? I think we had like 11 or 12 minute stage times. Well, yeah. like the yeah. whole Because it's what, 10, 10 stages? Yeah, we, well, at South Carolina State, block? we shot 10 stages <laughs> and we're done by t noon. Yeah. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, we were flying through Georgia last year too. So, And then South Carolina was the same way. Yeah. It was, it's just faster. You, 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 you know you're going to have... You're going to have consistency, yeah. right? That's another thing. The ROs don't travel. They right. stay in that area. They know that stage. They know when someone didn't do yeah. something they were supposed exactly. to do. Right. Like, yeah. they're not Especially chasing, on like a memory stage, yeah, right? They're not chasing the guy up because he's doing something different. They're like, oh, well, if he's got to go up there because I've seen the stage 50 times. Right. So, and, it's, and I've walked this. And that's the other thing as an RO. If you're pasting, you've walked that stage 50 oh, times. Yeah. So right. you know what people are hitting and how they're hitting it from and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, but... All right, I guess we're out of here, guys. I gotta, we gotta let Matt get back home. So he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, go ahead and say goodbye to the people. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you got anything? John? Nah. <laughs> all right, guys. TCSA Insider Circle. Do yeah. it. So all these guys yeah. are part of the Insider Circle. If you don't know what the TCSA Insider Circle is, it is a training program that I have online. I have hundreds of videos in there. Mm -hmm. Guess what, guys? We're getting ready to have the websites almost up. It's going to be yep. a forum instead of a Facebook group now. But we are going to start uh, going switching over to the website instead now. So we're going to start really <laughs> sh having a lot more detailed um, pinpoint accuracy on finding those videos yeah. now. I do a, a mindset video every week, a shooting foundation video, and a break it down Friday <laughs> video where I really go into those videos and talk about your basically how to break stages down, all those kind of things. What are you laughing at? Proof red and all, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, so I'm trying to put together. You can thank yeah, me. So I, I'm trying to put this together while I work two full time jobs, including. Getting everybody to uh, trying to make videos to coach and then work a construction job. So I'm just typing all this stuff up. And then John's like, hey, man, I, I hate Facebook. Can we make this faster? I'm like, yeah, if you want to help me look at it. So he sends it to Matt. And Matt's like, this guy's a moron. I, so, I'm typing as fast as I can just to have something on the computer. I and made, he goes, you didn't. I'll proofread this. And he's putting commas and quotations. So, I'm like, dude, I'm I lucky may, if I even wrote it. I may shoot like shit, but I know English like a motherfucker. So, so at first, Matt he's, screenshots. He's more better. He screenshots screenshots the homepage and he's trying to write on his phone like corrections and then he calls me he's like dude this would be way easier if this I can just a, tell you this was a 20 hey. minute conversation <laughs> <Yeah>. on grammar <laughs> yes. syntax everything else so just so you know the website I'm using doesn't have autocorrect so no it doesn't, doesn't no. like when I put the letter T-O I probably use I'm supposed to go T-O-O -O, and <laughs> I didn't T -W -O. use T-W-O <laughs> I just used the number two instead yeah. I, I can be the GM time. of English I'm good with it. Uh, I don't know if you're a GM of English. Hey, at least you have well, a goal. Well, maybe reading it, but not writing or not saying it. <laughs> at least you have a goal. Oh, great. Now he's going to have to blur that out. Uh, I just blur his whole figure oh, okay. out. Like, yeah. whole like I'm pretty sure the whole time all you're going to hear is this. Soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that That's is. That's the a cussing beat. Yeah. Right there, so. All you're going to hear is beep, beep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys if you got any questions hit me up in the comments this is on facebook it's going to be on uh podbean spotify everywhere you can basically go except for apple because whatever reason those guys are impossible to get to go through but if you got any questions hit me up in those comments and i'll see you on the range b underscore class <laughs> <laughs> see ya <laughs>